Here we go. All right. This is the Brands and Brews Marketing Podcast, where we talk about marketing while drinking beer. Uh, I have Dustin Howes with me today. We're going to talk about affiliate marketing because Dustin is a, uh, a coaching affiliate marketer um, and consultant. So affiliate marketing is what we're going to talk about. But first, first, we always talk about our beer. And I know what you brought. I'm going to start first because I have a feeling where your conversation about your beer is going to be longer than mine. But uh, I brought a juicy drop, uh, uh, yeah, juice drop, sorry, hazy IPA. This is from Breckenridge Brewery in Colorado. You can see there's a dent there. I dropped it walking down the stairs uh, to my basement just now, but uh, it didn't explode, so I got lucky there. It brings um, out the flavor. What's that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a flavor. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the reason why I brought this, and I think you might be in the same boat here, uh, is that uh, it's a tall boy. And uh, tall boys have been around forever. I think they've been around since the 50s. I looked that up on Google right before this podcast recording. But uh, <laughs> they've been around forever. But with the craft beer thing, it's rel relatively new. So uh, tall boys have existed. They've always been in every like convenience store or maybe the – one aisle, the very first window of your yep. grocery store aisle, uh, the ones that you kind of walk past. But typically, tall boys, you got your your Coors, your Bud, your Bud Light, and maybe Corona. But now craft beers have jumped in there and started doing tall boys, which really kind of interesting. Uh, craft beer is always trying to find what's that next thing because people that drink craft beer are always like – they're a little full of themselves. I'm, I guess I'd be one of them. They like to find something, make themselves stick out, I guess. Okay. <laughs> or yeah, something I mean, new or whatever. So I think that's why uh, they're they're kind of popular now. Um, I first noticed it like a year ago. It was like one brand. Now there's like, in my grocery store, there's like 10 different brands. It's like starting to dominate the, the, the tall boy section, which I think is hilarious. Um, and uh, if you do the math, like the price per ounce, you're paying way more than you yeah. would if you were to buy like a six pack of. I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like four dollars a can. It's so stupid. Um, but I, I, I'm a sucker for it. I get it, and I'm like, oh, cool, a tall boy. It wouldn't be fun to be drinking a tall boy craft beer. You know, while I go camping when everyone else has a smaller one. Yeah, that's why I bought them. <laughs> you know, so, and I did. I was everyone picked on me, and I got the attention I wanted. So oh, uh, that's yeah, that's uh, why I'm drinking this. So. Um, I just need a brown bag to put on top of it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, man. Dustin, what are you drinking? Oh, I am drinking a, a fine Bud Light. And it, it's not like uh, I, I'm drinking this uh, ironically or because I like Bud Light. I, I actually don't even drink beer. I don't like beer all that much. But uh, Bud Light... Uh, the marketing story that has unfolded in 2023 since March is just so intriguing to me that I I wanted to bring that to light. Like, and if you don't know the story yet, it is the biggest marketing disaster in the history of the world. It started out with a marketing VP over at Anheuser Busch trying to shake things up and decided to like push this woke agenda and, and uh, sponsor a an influencer who is also a transgendered woman in an attempt to like get a younger demographic to come in and drink Bud Light, you know? And uh, what ended up happening is sales dropped in Q2 by 26% for Anheuser-Busch. 
tens of billions of dollars were lost in revenue, and there are hundreds of blue-collar jobs just flushed down the toilet. Uh, have you been following this at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely been following it. Not, not super closely, but I, you know, it's a disaster. But I, it, it's kind of funny because there's a lot of uh, it's kind of the timing of things. So like a lot of different brands are starting to jump on the world culture. And if you watch TV or you watch Disney movies, you kind of see it everywhere. But it all started to happen around the same time. And I think Bud Light wanted to jump in. What's what I found interesting, even after the disaster, I feel like other brands are still like trying to push it like uh i like ford came out with the um the very gay raptor have you seen that no i have not <laughs> yeah. so like you know ford it's a raptor it's their truck you know it's kind of like maybe not the same kind of audiences but but like maybe maybe it is i'm not sure um but you know blue collar you know, the type of people who drive a, a big truck like that, and they're pushing <laughs> the very gay Raptor. I thought that was kind of funny. And other brands try to do it too. But I think Bud Light, just because beer people are passionate, and yes. especially the, like Bud Light drinkers, like uh, Coors Light drinkers or, or whatever, I mean, that th those are people have been drinking that their entire life. And then yes. to feel like, you know, to get something that feel like they're just pushed on them, it is definitely, I could see why it's a turnoff, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, all right. For example, my dad uh, drank Budweiser all of his life. Uh, right. And he's a hardcore redneck. Now, I can say redneck because I am a redneck. I'm just a high-tech redneck these days. <laughs> <laughs> now, and personally, I don't drink beer, and I'm not a fan of Bud Light in particular. Um, but one marketing campaign wouldn't stop me from drinking it. I, I'm a marketer at heart. I'm, I'm all about testing new things. And, uh, but what happened is Bud Light essentially failed on two, two folds, right? Um, knowing your customer, uh, and they had a really bad case of wrong place, wrong time with right. woke culture, you know, they're it, uh, just really slowing down, like, fired up 2019 and just like really plummeting in the last you know six months or so and then Bud Light throws up this virtual signal <laughs> and it's just just this uh straw that broke the camel's back uh, right you know uh, and then all the rednecks and the blue collar folks that that love Bud Light they all like came together like it was America right after 9-11 putting flags in the front yard, right? Like, <laughs> collectively, they just flipped the script on cancel culture and, like, take that, Bud Light, you're canceled now. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's funny. Like, uh, I, I, the thing that sticks out to me was, like, you know, Kid Rock, uh, who's a yes. well-known advocate, Bud Light drinker, you know, yeah. pull out his i guess his ar-15 i would guess and start blasting bud light and then i mean when that happened it was just like oh this is not going to be good this is not going to be good for your brand it's like oh that was an amazing turn of events and then like watching bud light backtrack and point fingers to everybody else besides themselves like just hilarious to watch right like uh nobody's falling the sword uh it's not uh Dylan Mulvaney's fault. It's not even like the VP's fault that that tried to like wake up this woke uh, uh, virtue signaling, right? This is the fault of some executive at Anheuser Busch that gave this the thumbs up, essentially, and said right. like, mm, 
we'll deal with the repercussions. I think this is going to be a win. And uh, they failed dramatically. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, awesome. Uh, uh, great story. Love it. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a definitely good one. And I think it's also a good segue into affiliate marketing because uh, influencer marketing is is, is kind of has a cross there with affiliate marketing, right? So I think I think um, uh, it's a good segue. So let me talk about affiliate marketing first. And um, so for my history, like you know, I was a marketing leader, um, and and my last job we had. Um, we had an enormous marketing budget and really it was like a, a company that was really well funded, really pushing, uh, it was a year ago, really pushing 2022 to really like push the brand, um, across every marketing channel. And of course, like any, when I came, when I was creating my go to market plan for 2022, I had everything on there from all your digital marketing to your, uh, you know, your advertising. And then I had stuff that was new for me, which was like affiliate marketing. And I knew for me as I always knew what it was, but I've never actually used it. And I, it was one of those things I, when I was creating a plan, it was always like, okay, I got to figure out how to use affiliate marketing. Got to figure out how I got to use it. And I didn't know what to do. And we actually hired somebody, and then we laid her off after a couple of weeks. So it was like, oh, great! Now, now I don't have anyone to, to to rely on. And I think it's one of those things, like especially like in the B two B world, where it's on a lot of people's plate, but they don't know exactly how to utilize it. So I think that's why, at least that's in my opinion. So at least uh, I think it's a good topic for today's show. So to kind of give you kind of a softball question to begin with is, can you just dumb it down and tell me what, how you would define uh, affiliate marketing? Sure thing, man. Um, and affiliate is, is one of those channels that is widely misunderstood. And uh, I can't tell you how many uh, CMOs that I've reported to that don't know anything about affiliate marketing. It's just not on their radar for things to get going. And the reason behind that is it usually takes a long time to get this thing running where you can turn on Facebook ads today and get results tomorrow. Affiliate marketing does not work that, but like getting back to your question, what is affiliate marketing? Um, this is a relationship between one, the publisher and two, the merchant, the brand, right? And, uh, the the merchant has an audience of an ideal customer, an ideal avatar, and publications uh, have an audience that could match up with this product. And so uh, we create an affiliate relationship where uh, the publisher has that traffic and they put a link on their website and that link goes to the merchant. And if the merchant slash brand uh, gets a sale resulting from that traffic that the publisher sent, they kick back a percentage of that sale to the person that brought them the traffic originally. So there's many, many different variations of this. There's many ways to adjust the tracking solution to make this all work. But in general, in a nutshell, that's what affiliate marketing is. Is there different types of different types of affiliate marketing? I know like would uh, a fil like an influencer marketing, would mm -hmm. that qualify there if it's obviously some sort of commission-based type of return uh, for the influencer? Absolutely. So traditionally, influencer marketing is works a little bit differently. Um, 
years and years ago, influencers on YouTube and other social media uh, platforms were drinking this Kool-Aid that they have to be paid for their time up front. And we want sponsorship money. Right. And eventually, uh, people in the affiliate marketing world were like, hey, you can you can make a lot more money if you work on a performance basis. Like you have a very good audience for our product. Uh, let's make a partnership there. And for years, like influencers have battled this. Once they get to a certain point of followers and subscribers, influencers just decide that they want to be paid up front. But uh, the ones that have, you know, less than 10,000 followers of subscribers, those influencers, uh, they need it revenue for making their content, but nobody's offering the revenue and sponsorship. So they might take on an affiliate partnership uh, to try to reclaim some of that. So uh, a great way to work with influencers in the space is to give them some kind of coupon code that is a vanity code that is just for them. Uh, hmm. Influencers traditionally don't necessarily know affiliate marketing that well and aren't great with putting links and um, if you're a YouTuber, you can put that link in like description, but if you're a TikToker, uh, it makes it a little bit more difficult, but people are coming around to that. I digress. Um, but giving people a coupon code that links back and gives them credit when anybody uses that, that is a really good way to work with influencers. And what I like to do with influencers, I like to pay them up front a little bit. Give them a little taste of some money to make that that sponsorship. And then I want to put it into an affiliate relationship as well, where they have skin in the game to like actually close those sales that for the traffic they're bringing in. That's cool. That's cool. And I, I just thought of like uh, some of my favorite podcasts that I listen to. Uh, they'll they'll do a commercial and then they'll mention the uh, the actual uh, coupon code, right? So mm -hmm. um, that that makes a lot of sense on how it gets tracked back to them. It's usually like their last name or whatever, like that. That's the uh, the coupon code. So um, yeah, that's really smart. Great example. Um, uh, is there any other different types of affiliate marketing that we're missing here? Uh, as far as types go, um, there's there's not necessarily types. Uh, Affiliate marketing is partnership marketing. Any kind of partnership that you create uh, usually is going to be tracked on some kind of affiliate basis. Now, there's referral marketing uh, where like you do warm handoffs to sales team for uh, bigger accounts. Um, but true affiliate marketing is, is using a link and it's kind of a hands-off solution for both the publisher and the merchant that is getting the sale. So... Um, when it comes to affiliate marketing, there are dozens of different types of publishers out there. So, mm. so for example, uh, coupon and loyalty sites are probably the most predominant and um, most productive in the industry. I don't love working with coupon and loyalty sites. It's, that's like, you know, people standing in front of a cash register and handing people coupons when they are already going to go check out. Uh, I don't see a ton of value in coupon and loyalty sites, but they are huge in the industry. Those um, They can be very effective in the right kind of campaigns. But more, uh, more acceptable in the affiliate space is content marketers. Big publications out there uh, that you might go to every day um, 
our our websites talking about products and brands and bringing that new brand into the life of the end user uh, is super valuable to brands that they want to be working with content publishers. So blog posts, um, listicles, as I like to call them, where they list like five different products. These are the best products for this kind of uh, thing that you need to get done. Uh, they are super effective and super valuable in terms of like lifetime value of customers that they're bringing in to the brands and they love working with them. So, um, and then, you know, like I said, there's another dozen different types of affiliates, people that do email, people that do digital marketing and buy media and native ads and all kinds um, in that genre. But those are like some of the main ones. Yeah, no, that's great. And a lot of this, I think we're into confusion too, is there's so many damn terms in, in marketing. Like when you mentioned like partner marketing, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess it can be easy to think of like uh, partner marketing and affiliate marketing, even though probably when it comes down to it are the same thing, but two different, mm -hmm. two different common terms that marketers use. Um, and I had, I guess I never really thought of, they probably are the same thing. Um, so I, I don't know. Marking terms are always crack me up. It, um, it's a little bit of, it is the same thing. Um, affiliate kind of has this black eye to it though. Like that it's mm. this hands off relationship and, uh, that can be very true. It can be, but if you're doing affiliate marketing the right way, you have a really good relationship with that partner of yours. They are true partners because you're reaching out to them, having phone calls, having email exchanges, and you guys are trying to work together to get a greater good. You're trying to improve that conversion rate. You're you're trying to give them a better product and you're trying to give them better pages to convert better and better content so it'll convert better. So if that relationship is strong, that's what true partnership marketing is. And it's just, you know, part of what affiliate marketing really is if you're doing it right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense. Let's talk about um, affiliate marketing in the, in the BTB, in the B2B space. Mm -hmm. um, one, how does it help? And then, and then two, I guess is like, um, how is it being utilized in the B2B space? Uh, I will tell you it's, it's pretty much in, in its infancy, essentially in this industry. Mm. It is, there are not a ton of publishers out there that are doing B2B, uh, but those that are doing it are doing it very, very well. Um, traditionally, uh, affiliate marketing is more in the D to, D, D to C space, the direct consumer and direct marketing. And we're, we're trying to score quick sales with physical products. But uh, in today's technology with B2B brands, there are just so many SaaS products out there, software as a mm. service that are really great for businesses. And those businesses need really good solutions to be more effective as a business. And so uh, there needs to be somebody telling these businesses and talking to those small SMBs and big businesses, what are the great products that are out there on the market that can fix their problems today? And that's where good publications come in um, guys like adaminfroy.com are incredible at this. Like he's a, uh, one of the biggest, uh, B2B publishers in the world. Uh, uh, another guy, Pat Flynn is, uh, Pat Flynn believes in the power of one. He believes 
this is the one solution that I trust in this uh, as far as softwares go and this is going to be the right solution for your SMB uh, so there and then I know a ton of digital media buyers that are out there that are just slaying it finding and tweaking native campaigns and uh, digital marketing campaigns to target the right people that are decision makers and uh, you know using the full power of Google data to uh, to to get great sales and increase that conversion rate. So um, it, it's changing, it's evolving, and it's getting better by the day. Yeah, I, I guess I've seen it a lot in in SaaS companies where where they maybe. Um they'll partner with another company like mm -hmm. if it especially it specializes in a, a specific market and we don't do this but we recommend our uh we recommend our followers or even our better yet our customers to do this service that we don't do and then there's obviously some sort of affiliate kickback or, or uh commission kickback there to the to the company so i've seen that a lot and I, i'm just thinking of this now by the way i guess i'd never really associated with with affiliate marketing okay. um but you definitely got my head spinning like oh yeah i guess i kind of see this a lot more than i thought in in right. the b2b space especially specifically with SaaS, right yeah and 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 to your point like that's done right it, it mm -hmm. should act like it is natively coming into your viewpoint and it and it's not some kind of two-way promotion where people are making money here it should look natural right Right, I, I and we're using right now. I decided this. I think um, uh, we're using uh, Riverside as right. our podcast studio. And I remember when I first signed up for Riverside. Riverside, I think it was earlier this year. Um, they offered some sort of bundle package with like I think Canva for your uh, design mm -hmm. stuff, and then they had a bunch of other. I can't remember all of them, but like stuff for blogging, stuff for writing. Like if you're a podcaster looking for just beyond a podcast solution that Riverside provides, which is a studio-based recording and so forth. Uh, other content solutions uh, they had a partnership with. So that was another example that's just right there in front of us on how businesses that are using it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love Riverside and what they offer. When I come and join podcasts, a lot of the times they're on this. And I love this format and what they're doing. Uh, personally, I use restream but that's because i was told to use restream a long time ago and i'm not jumping off platforms i'm just uh i'm i feel like i'm stuck with it these these kinds of technologies SaaS products are made to be sticky like they're gonna make it hard on your life to get out of this and i feel that way and uh you make a good decision early on and you stick with it and that's the best way to like grow your business but uh my point there, uh, Restream also has a bunch of bells and whistles. Like they have mm -hmm. this thing called um, Cohort AI, where uh, they will take my entire podcast because uh, I podcast as well, and uh, and they'll take my entire podcast and flip it into a transcript, and flip it into a blog post, and flip it into three little segments of video clips that I can use. Uh, just super helpful of one click button to like upload all of these things and grab these assets so that I can share that all with my audience, which I think is really special. And Riverside has these bells and whistles also though. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love examples. Let's, let's do this. Um, 
uh, you're a consultant. So pretend that um, I'm a, uh, a marketing leader at a B2B company. Let's say it's a mm -hmm. SaaS company. Okay. Um, I'll give you a layup. So let's say it's a SaaS company. Um, I'm looking for affiliate marketing. I have a budget for it, and but I'm not sure how to utilize it. Okay. Um, what would what would you recommend? How would you recommend that we start? Okay. Um, for first thing is we want to get the right strategy in place. Um, do not create an affiliate program off of your ambitions and what you think should be done or what you think has. Uh, Maybe if, if you've done it in the past, you might be qualified to do it. But if you're going into a first time, like fresh affiliate program, do not try to come up with a strategy on your own. Go to outside help and get a, uh, an eye that has 10 years plus experience at doing this kind of thing, uh, or you're just going to be in for a world of hurt. Uh, so the strategy needs to be in place, first of all. And then you need an affiliate manager. Uh, if you're a COO, uh, CMO, any kind of executive, and you think you're going to just create an affiliate program, people are going to come in, uh, you are going to fall on your face really hard, and you're going to learn a really tough lesson. That is not how affiliate marketing works. It's not how partnership marketing works. Uh, just because you have a very good product and you create an affiliate program, that doesn't mean people are just going to come on in. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. So what you need is an affiliate manager, and you can go about that four different ways. Uh, one, you can do nothing, just like we talked about, recipe for disaster. And right. I see a giant number of companies try to pull this off and fail at it. And that's where I come in. Like People come to me to get consulting, like, hey, why isn't this working? Well, you didn't give it any love. Uh, second option, you can hire an agency. Go and hire an agency that knows what they're doing. Um, they're called OPMs, Outsource Program Management. They will run your program and they will give you a top-notch strategy that works for you. And I will tell you, uh, talk to three companies. If you go down this route, talk to three companies because you want to get uh, the best oh, strategy gotcha. for your brand uh, and not make this decision on the first one you talk to. And those uh, those companies, the OPMs, uh, they will have a price range between $1,500 all the way to like $10,000 per month with a six-month contract in there. It can be expensive, but you are going to get what you pay for. If you go with a $1,500 brand, you're not going to like your, your affiliate program in six months. I can guarantee it. Sure. Um, all right. So agencies, that's the second option. Third is hire a good affiliate manager. A good affiliate manager with two years of experience will be $60,000. A 10 uh, uh, years experience is going to be $100,000. So it's just how much you want to invest in that kind of employee. Um, and then you have the fourth option. And that's my favorite, of course, because it's exactly what I do. And that is hiring a young smart kid out of college that has some kind of digital marketing background and training them to be a good affiliate manager. And that's exactly what I do. I run a course, mm -hmm. I sell it for $700 and it's eight hours of going through affiliate management training, teaching everything I know about running a program uh, to the people that are watching this. And then on top of that, I have a group and a community that is teaching each other how to run programs when you run into hurdles. So I'm constantly holding hands of 
dozens of affiliate managers at one time, uh, teaching them uh, what I would do in the situation that they're in. And that is my favorite way to go about it. If you're a, an SMB and needing to get started, get the right strategy in place and hire somebody young and smart to take care of that. Well, that's, that's really cool. Um, where can they, where can people find, uh, your course then? Uh, you can find it at performancemarketingmanager.com. Uh, but if, if you want to come and talk to me before pulling the trigger on that, uh, I give free 15 minute calls to anybody that is interested in affiliate marketing or needs help. I will point them in the right direction. I have no problem giving my time. Go to dustinhouse.com slash pod 15, uh, for that. And, awesome. uh, I will hook you up. Awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Now, um, you also, uh, don't you have a podcast as well? So you just mentioned a pod, right? I did. Yeah, I, I still do. I do two a week. It's called affiliate nerd out. And that's where I bring on other industry veterans to come on and nerd out about affiliate marketing. <laughs> I, 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 I'm great with partnership development. Uh, but other sides of of my expertise aren't as strong as some of the other veterans that I know in this industry. So I've just been bringing on a ton of friends and people that are interesting in the space and bringing them on and picking their brain, figuring out what's working for them. And it's, it's just become a lot of fun. It's just very conversational, just like we're having today. And uh, it's a good time if you want to get into learning about affiliate marketing. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, one of the reasons why I love having my podcast is, uh, especially having a broad podcast, is like I try to, you know, I, I get to learn about things that I don't know a lot about. And affiliate yeah. marketing is definitely one of those things. Um, I had a uh, a YouTube advertising guy like like a couple months ago come on, and he blew mm -hmm. my brain. Like I was oh, just like, awesome. wow, <laughs> like you know. So like I I just love having you know. Sp Things that I'm like I would consider my weakness or something I haven't used a lot of. Uh, I love having those new things on in a podcast. Is that's one of the awesome things about having a podcast, right? Yeah. So love it. Um, awesome. Uh, okay, cool. So they can find you uh, for the course. Uh, you're willing to help uh, with a 15 minute call for anyone that's interested in affiliate marketing. And then you have a podcast, which is a affiliate nerd out. Anything closing about affiliate marketing uh, that you'd like to sh share? Uh, I will. I will tell you. Uh, get help if you don't know what you're doing. Like uh, I can't emphasize this enough. You are going to make a much worse financial decision by not getting help early than you will if you try to do this all on your own, um, because it will end up costing you much more money in the end. So get that help. Um, and that's why I give those free 15 minute calls. Right. I know a ton of people in this industry that can help and I can find the right solution for everybody. Yeah. And it's also one of those things that like, um, you have all these different types of marketing types with like, uh, there might be a question mark on what the future is like, uh, you know, I do like uh, SEO is a little, the biggest thing I offer at yeah. my agency, right? And so there's yeah. all these type of question marks of like, okay, how does AI going to impact SEO? What's the future of that? Yeah. But it doesn't feel like affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing feels like it's 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 common sense to me that it's something that's always going to exist. Brands having partnering with other brands, so everyone can win, right? Like it, yeah. it just it makes sense, right? It it will be around. Uh... 
affiliate industry is always evolving though um right like we we are constantly facing just like seo is facing google updates and have to keep on learning what's what's the newest trend that's working right now affiliate marketing like uh things uh, like uh chrome for example and apple safari uh browser extensions are dropping cookie durations dramatically on us and cookie cookie life uh in affiliate world 10 years ago was everything and so affiliate marketing had right. to figure out hey how do we do this without cookies now we have cookie-less tracking and like this is how <laughs> affiliate marketing is now so uh it is a, it is constantly evolving uh partnership marketing will always be there ai cannot take that over because there's always going to be this need between uh two people making deals happen uh and robots just can't do that Right, right. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, uh, I remember, I think the very first website I, I was building was like in 2007 or 8. And, uh, and uh, I, I don't even think I even had like, I don't even think I had a sentence on the very, very first homepage. And a buddy of mine who was well advanced, he's like, hey, you doing any affiliate marketing with that? I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. First, you got to get AdSense on there. And then uh, you got to partner with some other people that do similar things and it's a thing called affiliate marketing where you sell their product and you get a commission on it and it's all cookie based and stuff like that so i was like huh <laughs> like I... so uh yeah it's it's funny how every industry changes yes indeed <laughs> all right man um all right uh i really appreciate having you on um uh you ready to pound that bud light and bounce <laughs> i guess so <laughs> You don't have to. You don't have to. Uh, I'm gonna do my best. When it, when it, when in Rome, and you're a Giants fan. I mean, yeah, was, yeah, do it for me, right? It can't hurt. Awesome, uh, Dustin. Really ha uh, appreciate having you on. I will provide all your information on the on the blog. And uh, yeah, uh, thanks for joining, my friend. Hey, thanks Cheers. for having me. Appreciate it, Jesse. Yep.